everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer, Nolan Bianchi. Today, we've got part two of our conversation with Trey Matthews from the Lockdown Devils podcast. A little bit more serious. If you missed yesterday, or so actually, let me back that up. We had some technical difficulties while trying to post uh, yesterday's episode. Uh, therefore, it wasn't posted until late, late last night. Um, so apologies that uh, we didn't have a Monday episode for you guys. But that's just kind of the way that these things go sometimes. We don't have the uh, the best produced podcast. I am the producer. So if something goes wrong, then I'm sitting there trying to fix it. And I have absolutely no experience in IT, tech, or anything of the sort. So, uh, yeah, got a little bit backed up. But we should be on track now for the rest of the week. Uh, so. If, you're out of the loop. This is a three-part interview or discussion with our friend Trey. And as the NHL has been kind of thrust into the spotlight for their handling uh, of protests against social and racial injustice, uh, we figured we would invite our friend Trey onto uh, the podcast to have a discussion uh, about what is really the meaning behind the message. I think there's a lot of divide, obviously. Uh, over kind of how these things are handled, the protests, uh, what's really going on out there. And I think that we could all afford to do some listening every now and then. And while I, I don't always like to be serious on this podcast, you know, I like to come on here and joke and laugh and, uh, you know, talk about fun stuff. We do a lot of shenanigans here. Uh, and Ethan and I love getting the chance to do that. But sometimes there is uh, bigger things at play, as you saw with the protests we're going on uh, at the end of last week across all professional sports in America. Sometimes there are bigger issues at hand. Sometimes you need to take a pause. And so that's what we're doing here uh, for a little over half of this week. We're going to continue on with this conversation. Like I said, get his experiences uh, as a black man in America. Talk about how he thinks the NHL has handled these issues of racial injustice, the protests, how he feels about uh, the NHL being maybe peer pressured into doing some things that they probably wouldn't have unless they, you know, really started to feel that uh, starting to cave in on them and just how to help, how to listen, how to learn from situations and uh, kind of digest experiences that somebody who's not black might never really even ever consider. Uh, It's an important conversation. I hope you listen. Uh, But if you don't, you know, I, 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 guess to a certain degree, I, I kind of understand that too. If you would just take the time to listen to Trey, uh, we would definitely really appreciate that. So we'll see you guys uh, at the end of the episode, and then we will talk to you tomorrow. I think now the movement is inescapable and that was the whole point from the beginning right because people said keep the politics out of sports don't protest on your company time protest on your own time but people always want to groups or ideologies or whatever that they opposed to protest in a way that's easily avoidable for them so they don't actually have to confront the realities of the situation in which they're protesting. And you have said before, there is no taking politics out of sports. You alluded to uh, one of the Trumps posting a picture of the National Hockey League players standing for the anthem and weaponizing it 
essentially politically, there is no going back into politics without sports. How is this the new norm and, and kind of what are the biggest benefits of moving it to a degree that it is inescapable in the world that we love the, the world of sports, like there, there, there isn't a sanctuary right now and that's okay, I think. But what do you think is, you know, going to be the biggest overall benefit of finally pushing it to that point where it's inescapable? Okay. I just want to reiterate, you cannot keep politics out of sports. It's impossible. Okay. Because it's like, um, at the end of the day, that person who leaves the ice, that person who leaves the field, that person who leaves his car, his race car, whatever the case might be, they're people too. Some of them go through the same thing I go through. So there is no escaping it at all. And um, to a degree um, where it's acceptable, the question, that's a, I don't know. I really don't. The, the one thing I just say is how we can make this acceptable, don't ignore it. And I think that's a great way to, uh, to, do, to go about it is we can't ignore it. Because like no protest in the history of protests has never caused no controversy. Mm-hmm. Every sort of protest has caused some sort of controversy. At least every successful the, one. Right. That's why it's called a protest. Mm-hmm because you're going against something that's firmly believed. You think of the civil rights movement. You think of other things. Think that, uh, let's go back to the, let's go to the eighties and music. Songs like Fight the Power, uh, songs like F the Police. Those songs, that's some sort of protest. Not everyone liked it at all. Uh, Kaepernick kneeling, went against something. So. And now it's basically normal. And now it's become normal now. No one's going to scrutinize someone. Well, people are still going to find ways to scrutinize, but now you see a lot more people to a degree doing it. So the, the one thing I just say is we can't ignore it. I do got to jump in here, guys, to talk to you real quick about rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years with the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront so why would you endure the pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning like is yours an odyssey lx or an ex or a cs or a cw50 uh you know wait there while the the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry you have computers with rock access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate you can quickly see all the parts Available for your car and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, rockautos.com's prices are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend twice as much for the same 
auto parts that you can get at rockauto.com. So go there right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get there, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. We've got an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Ryan Reeves said in his uh, when they were sta- when they were all together that he wasn't 100% sure that he was going to kneel for the anthem because he does respect what people do for this country in terms of serving for a country, and I mean just the way that that's misconstrued in the media. Um, he said he's also going to find other ways to help his cause without having to do that. So like, uh, I guess like what other ways can people show that other than kneeling and just showing that they care on TV and stuff like that? What other ways can, what other, yes, what other forms of support can athletes show to help this cause? I am glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next point, which is we cannot just be performative because at the end of the day, it's not really going to do anything. So the thing is, is that we need to do stuff behind the scenes where no one is like looking or listening, where, where you don't post on your social media saying, hey, look, I just did this. I did a thing. I just helped with the problem. You know, uh, one of our guys, P.K. Subban, he donated $50,000 to George Floyd's uh, daughter's GoFundMe page. He told the NHL what he did. And they matched that. So a grand total of $100,000 donated to George Floyd's daughter. That's beautiful. And that goes a long way. And PK Subban said a few years ago, I'm not sure if his opinions changed because his brother Malcolm knelt for the national anthem. PK Subban said he would never kneel for the national anthem. That he would continue to stand and sing along. Of course, this was a few years ago. I think he said this to Yahoo sports or something like that. But if PK Subban decides not to kneel, I am perfectly okay with that because you know why he did something more than what the average person does, which is he donated $50,000 and then he told the NHL what he was doing and they also matched that. And also the, uh, the ownership that owns the New Jersey devils, they also own the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they're also trying to own the New York Mets. They donated millions of dollars to like black communities, to jumpstart black businesses, help black neighborhoods, um, help uh, people find jobs. And that's also wonderful. That goes a long way. So if someone were to tell me, Trey, I am, I am making a difference. I posted the black screen to my Instagram uh, earlier this summer. I went to the protests. I knelt during the anthem. I changed my Facebook profile to Black Lives Matter. I'd be like, great. What else did you do? What, what difference did you make? Because that's all just a trend. That's great. But what did you do behind the scenes when no one was looking? What difference did you make that will go a much longer way? It's one of the issues I had with the, um, with the NBA allowing players to change the back of their jerseys to like a, a statement or something like that. I said, that's great. That's going to get a, few, a buzz for a few games. That's going to get buzz for a few days. That might get some pictures on like slam.com or something like that. But at the end of the day, as the playoffs progress, is anyone really going to care? No. 
That's why LeBron James didn't change the back of his jersey because he's like, I can do more than just that. And you know what he did? He opens up his own school for underprivileged kids. He donates money. He uh, does his camps, uh, donates money to his uh, hometown of Akron. And that's beautiful. Stuff like that will go a long way. It's like, I'm, I, if people need more examples, um, I, I can think of two, uh, two things. So remember a, a few years ago when, when, you know, if someone challenged you to the ALS ice bucket challenge and you would uh, put cold water on yourself, mm -hmm. that's fun to do. That's fun to do. It's nice to get your friends involved. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really make a difference for someone who has ALS. It really mm -hmm. doesn't. If I had it, I'd be like, I'm glad you're having fun. I'm glad, you know, you're bringing awareness to it. But at the end of the day, this doesn't really help me. This is just a trend. Yeah. Or um, so you would post up uh, like a, a cartoon character to your Instagram to help bring awareness to children with cancer. If you were nominated again, that's fun to do. It's nice to get your friends involved. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really make a difference. Mm -hmm. So my thing is being performative is good, but the money and other ways of reaching out makes a huge difference. So like what you're saying with actually like, cause the people that we're reaching with this podcast are just everyday people. Like, and I'm sure there are ways that we hear them talking where you're saying, you know, these people are donating money and there's, they're raising awareness. What are, what are other ways just everyday people can help make a difference for the black lives matter? Other ways to make a difference is just reach out. Like, you know, figure out ways to, um, figure out ways to make things accessible to, to black communities so that way they feel like they have a chance too. So there, there's this uh, program that I really like. It's uh, called Fair Play Detroit, I believe. It's ran by two former uh, ACHA women's D1 players uh, mm. who played at the University of Michigan. Because as we all know, hockey is very expensive. Rink yeah. time is expensive. Equipment is expensive. Those sticks aren't cheap, especially if you break them. So you wonder why there's not a lot of like minorities playing the sport of hockey is because it's very expensive. Mm. It's expensive to play. So what I like what Fair Play Detroit is doing is they're reaching out to try to give uh, people of color a better opportunity to try to play the game of hockey, maybe get into it. So... Um, stuff like that just reach out just you can make a difference even if you can't excuse me even if you can't donate money yeah you can donate pads or skates or something like that right you can make donations you can uh you can like like you know I, I ask for like donations like you know whether it be like money toys something you know there's a lot of things you can do and it's not just limited to donating money you could do a lot of other things and that's why i like fair play detroit that's why i did an interview with them that's why i did all that because i like what they stand for which is they're trying to reach out to community and actually and help because that can make a huge difference in the long run all right that was part two of our three-part discussion with trey matthews um Again, lots of good stuff in this one. We'll be back tomorrow with part three to wrap that up. And we'll be back on Friday or Thursday and Friday, like I said, with just some lighter stuff. Uh, absolutely no idea what we're going to do yet. Not going to lie to you guys and tell you we got some fun stuff planned because at this point we 
in fact, do not. So, uh, yeah, subscribe to the Locked Up Fed Wings podcast. Feel free to check in on us, see what we're doing. Uh, I'm sure it'll be something fun. But in the meantime, like I said, tomorrow, part three, we'll wrap up the discussion. Ended on a lighter note, going over the NHL draft lottery, what his thoughts were about the hated New York Rangers getting that number one overall pick and the rights to draft Alexi Lafreniere, uh, and a whole lot more. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your team every day.